Teacher's Cup of Coffee. Thank you for joining us. Here we are in August. Hopefully you're having a great summer. Hopefully you're really enjoying yourself, chilling out, getting things done, and just sort of re-energizing. That's what today is called, Re-Energize Part 1. We're going to put out two of these in August, talking about getting back to school and making sure we get back to school re-energized. You know, it's easy in the summer, or especially in August, to just start dreading getting back to school. But if that's what we start to feel, that's going to define the first month of our school year. And that's not what we want. We want to be excited for the kids. We want to be excited for the profession. So I know it's not always easy when you're staring out at the ocean in the middle of August to be fired up to get back to school. But I'm here to try and help you. I'm here to try and help you feel that a little bit because you want to get back to school re-energized and you want to capitalize on that feeling of being re-energized. You know, Albert Einstein is often given uh, credit for what's an, an awesome quote. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Well, that's the thing about the school year, right? If your school year ended last year and you weren't happy and you hadn't enjoyed it, well then that's not how we want to feel. And so if we listen to Albert Einstein, we realize we got to do some things differently to make sure we enjoy this school year and to make sure that this school year is successful. There's really two types of teachers at the end of the year, right? There's the teachers that feel like they had a successful year. Uh, and that for the most part, these are, you know, you're out there, you're listening, you're, you're good, you're motivated, you love the kids, you, you most days really love the job, you know, and you're always looking to evolve and you're always looking to improve. So if you fall in this successful category, hopefully this podcast is just going to give you some ideas as to how to continue to evolve, how to continue to feel re-energized and try new things that really motivate you to keep going. The other category is someone who feels unsuccessful at the end of the year. And this can be for a lot of reasons. Could be because, you know, you just realize I'm not built for being a teacher or an educator. Could be because you had a tough year. It could be because you had stuff going on in your own life that really knocked you off track. It's fine too. But this matters. You know, this quote by Albert Einstein matters to us, those of us that were unsuccessful as well, because we need to be ready to evolve. We can't just go back to this school year anxious and trying to do the same thing again and hoping it goes well and we can just say it was the kid's fault the year before. No, we need to evolve. We need to keep trying new things and that will keep us energized as well. So I'm here today to say, what will be your re-energized focus? What are you going to focus on in a new way? What are you going to evolve? How are you going to evolve in this focus? And how are you going to improve in this focus moving forward into this year? And then most importantly, what does this look like in the first few weeks, right? Because sometimes teachers or, or counselors or administrators, we come back to school and we say, oh, I'm going to be so much better at student relationships this year, right? But we never get past that sentence. We don't plan out the first few weeks. We got to plan out the first few weeks with our new focus in mind in order for it to actually come to fruition. So we're going to go through five different things you might want to refocus, re-energize on this school year. And if you are aligned with us in one of these works, we're going to give you some ideas on 
and how you can hit the ground running with that focus. The first re-energized focus could be on relationships. Obviously, relationships make or break our school year in many ways. But that said, if you want to get better at student relationships, you need to hit the ground running with some concrete strategies. So let's let's talk about some of those strategies, right? It's so, you know, students form their opinion of us in the first 10 seconds of the first class. That's like 90% of their opinion is formed right away. So what are you going to do the first minute of the first time students enter your class? How are you going to show them that relationships matter? And then how are you going to continue that over the first few weeks, right? So greet, stu greet students at the door. Give them a high five. Have some sort of line that you always say when they enter into your classroom. That could help. Make sure you have student interest inventories ready to go. Ask them about who they are, what they like, what they're passionate about. That will show you're dedicated to relationships. Um, another one is take their names or take their interests and on day two or day three, incorporate those right into some problems or some relevant academic tasks. You know, we want to make sure that they immediately understand that we care about them and we value them. So don't just put those interest inventories on your desk. Use them in the first couple days to drive something that you do. How about taking sticky notes, keeping them on your desk, and every day just writing four or five kids a quick note to them personally that you just stick on their desk. Probably take you 15 seconds to write the note, one second to drop it off. Couldn't be easier. And then you can just start that with students right away. Um, or starting something that's sort of cool like a digital portfolio where kids have to build something and, and, or, or they select pictures of themselves, anything like that to just show that you're thinking of them as individuals. You could also, it, you know, it's really cool with relationships to, to do positive phone calls home. How about that first day of school you pick two kids that were especially interesting to you and you call their parents and say what a great first day they had. And how about every Friday you call five parents. I'll tell you what, you'll feel great going home almost every Friday of the school year if you call five parents to say your kid was awesome this week and here's why your kid was awesome. So if you're going to focus on relationships, if you want to be re-energized with relationships, you need to pick one or two new routines that focus on relationships and you need to commit to them right away. Hopefully a couple of those ideas hit you or struck you. And if not, there's other ones out there. But if you're re-energized on relationships, find your relationship routines. Second one, this would be a big one for me. I would want to be re-energized at building a culture of error. Doug Lamov in Teach Like a Champion talks about a culture of error. This is building a classroom where kids are comfortable being wrong. We've talked about MIT where they say failure is essential. Everybody must fail, then retry, then fail again, then retry again, and it's just a cycle. We want to be making mistakes. If we're learning, we're making mistakes, but I'll tell you what. Think about your classroom. A large percentage of classrooms in America, like the kids know what we value. We value the right answer. So the kids who can get the right answer get positive affirmation from us. The kids that don't, doesn't mean we're mean to them, just means they can feel that we weren't happy that they didn't have the right answer. So if you want to be re-energized in your focus on a culture of error, it has to start right from the beginning. Don't forget the MIT acronym we talked about, FAIL, F-A-I-L. First attempt 
in learning. If you are going to build a culture of error, you need to start on day one. I would write it on the board. Failure, retrying, failure, retrying. That is what my class is all about. I'm going to be excited when you get answers wrong because that means you're going to learn and you're going to keep continuing to improve. So if culture of error is something you could do better, I if you have Teach Like a Champion, I can't recommend enough. Just read that section. But you have to say from the beginning, I am not up here or in the back of the room or sitting with you valuing only the right answer. I am valuing you trying, you attempting, and then you relearning. And that is a cycle that we're going to be going through all year. Remember, this goes against what kids expect. They expect classrooms where we want to, where we ex we're, we're happy with the right answers only. We have to retrain them and start that on day one. I love wrong answers. All right, our third value could be real world learning. This is one that we always have pie in the sky thoughts about, oh, I'm going to tie everything I do to real world learning. I'm going to make my class so applicable. It's going to really show them how relevant my content is. It's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. But there's a couple routines if you want to get better at real world learning. There's a couple things you can do in the first couple weeks that'll make this happen in your classroom. Number one, tell them on day one that you are going to be working on showing them the relevance of what they're learning and say, guys, hold me to it. If you don't feel that I'm showing you why it's relevant, Ask me, why is this relevant? Okay, that's number one. Number two, tell them you're going to bring in two experts during the school year. So you're going to bring in outside people who work in the field that is related to what you teach, and you're going to have a day with each of them where they're going to talk about what they do, answer questions. Even if you haven't reached out to anybody yet, by telling the students that you're bringing in two experts from their field, from that field, now you're committed. So now you force yourself later in the year to make sure that happens. And that's why I say these routines have to start right away. If we keep them in the back of our head only, they never actually get to the front because so much other stuff happens. So tell them right from the beginning that you're going to be bringing in two experts and that you're, they're going to be so excited to learn from those experts. Another thing would be in the next couple weeks, find some cool articles related to your content that are from modern day, current events or anything that's going on now, even pop culture. Find a couple articles and then use those right from the beginning of the school year to connect to your curriculum. So instead of just going through your textbook or going through your online learning platform or whatever it is, how about that second day of school or that first day or that third day, you hand out two or three articles that ties your subject area to current real world stuff and you make an activity around those articles. That'll give you some positive momentum in really showing that there will be real world learning taking place in your classroom. So uh, re-energize focus number three was real world learning. Re-energize re focus number four is on student engagement. You know, all across the country, a lot of people are saying the same thing. The first two weeks, I just do routines and procedures and I don't smile till Thanksgiving. You know, everybody's individual style is important, but remember, it's an individual style. 
I was not the type of teacher that didn't want to smile till November. I wanted to like my kids. I wanted them to feel loved in my classroom. And I felt that that kind of environment was what most cultivated deep learning in my room. So if you want to re-energize your focus on student engagement, then you got to go into the first couple weeks with some cool ideas about excited engagement that you can spur for your students, that you can get your students to feel. So why not start with a project? Why not? I know it's different, but that's great. Be different. So start with some type of project rather than the normal start, which is generally individual work. Or how about start with an exploration? Can you do something different, an exploration online, some sort of different video, short videos, YouTube videos, where students are exploring a concept. So they're really going into it rather than being told about it. How about doing something totally different from everyone else on your hallway? Think about the people you work closest with. Think about what they're gonna do the first couple days of school. And then don't do it. Do something totally, totally different. All right, I'm going to read you an excerpt from Matt Watchell, and he is a kindergarten teacher, but this applies to any level, and I thought this was a great explanation of how to really dive into engagement as a re-energized focus from day one. Quote, on the first day of school, don't talk about rules. Students typically come to school the first day on their best behavior, eager to see what their new teacher and room have to offer. Instead of spending hours and hours talking about ways to be safe, respectful, and responsible, as well as how to sharpen a pencil or where to put your folders, which are important, just maybe not on the first day of school, inspire your students. Bring your best and most engaging lesson to the classroom on the first day. Have your students leave the school on the first day excited, eager, and looking forward to day number two. Let them leave school on the first day wanting to come back on the second day with more zeal even than they had on the first day. Great, that's the end of the quotation. Great quote by Matt Wachel, Wachel or Wachel, and really appreciate this. And that's it. If you wanna really re be re-energized in engagement, then you gotta hit the ground running with one or two of these ideas right from the beginning so you get some momentum in this re-energized focus. And the fifth and final re-energized focus is gonna be around social-emotional support. You know, all of us are struggling in schools and classrooms with how do we social-emotionally support, socially-emotionally support students in this day and age. It's hard. There's more mental health going on. There's more depression. There's more anxiety. And there's a million reasons for all this. But we can hit the ground running with a focus on social emotional support. And this is going to be very related to our first one of relationships. Take time to learn about your students. What are their interests, their concerns, their hobbies, their passions? You know, give the questionnaire, but also talk to them, walk around, see something, start an individual conversation, right? Make positive phone calls on Friday. Each Friday, call five different families and tell them how special their kid is. Each, how about even not that? How about if you're with older kids? Each Friday, grab five kids, bring them out of the classroom individually and tell them how awesome they've been, right? How often do we bring kids in the hallway to talk to them because they've been doing something wrong, right? Let's bring some kids into the hallway and talk to them about how awesome they've been individually. It's incredible what that'll do for social emotional support. Another cool one that I like is give every kid an index card and put a sentence starter on the board that says what I wish my teacher knew about me and dot 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 and then have them write a paragraph or two on the index card with their name so they can tell you whatever it is they wish you knew about them and then make those index cards your best 
friend, all right? So you got to find ways right away to get to know kids and to find ways to support them social emotionally, pointing out the positives, learning their passions, learning exactly how they learn or what they wish you knew. If you do that, you will have a re-energized, focused, and individual social emotional support, which no doubt will help your classroom moving forward. So the question is, what will be your re-energized focus? I've proposed five. I've proposed relationships and the routines around those relationships. Number two, building a culture of error in your classroom. Number three, making your learning real world relevant. Number four was excited engagement in your classroom. And number five is social emotional support of students. You might have a total different re-energized focus. The point is, let's make sure we come back to school for kids re-energized. Of course, we're going to be re-energized in general, but we want to take that feeling and we want to really nail it to something that is concrete in the classroom. What do we need to evolve in as educators? How can we tie that to our re-energized focus? And then most importantly is question three. What do we do the first day, the second day, the first week, the second week to really hit the ground running with this re-energized focus? I'm so excited to be back for another season with you here at the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. We are now brought to you by NPT Education. Check us out at NPTEducation.com. We've got podcasts. We've got video blogs. We've got written blogs. We have all sorts of educational content that is quick hitting in order to help you feel inspired, feel like you can improve, and feel like you can sustain what you're doing in the classroom. We are better together, NPT Education. You can also check us out on Twitter at NPT Education. So thank you for joining us here on the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. Enjoy your August. This was part one of how we can feel re-energized when we hit the ground running at schools, but I still want you to enjoy your August first. Look out at that sun, look out at to whatever makes you happy, and keep getting re-energized for kids. But in the back of your mind, be planning. What is my re-energized focus going to be and what is it going to look like the first couple weeks? Thanks again for joining us here at the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. Oh, yeah, no we gotta change again, just you and me.